Greetings and welcome to the MTG Profits Podcast. This is episode 21. Glad to have you here with us. My name is Andy and with me as always is my co-host Devin. How's it going everybody? And How's it going Andy? To, uh, good, good. You know, another another day we had uh, Ravnica Allegiance drop. So that's the, that's the buzz. The, that's the new the, excitement. The new, the new hotness is, is finally here. <laughs> the weeks of, of spoilers and uh, other conjecture is, is at an end. <laughs> that's right, that's right. So, what do you think so far? You, you actually had some uh, opportunity to play with some of these cards yeah, already, I so think. so I, I did, um, I went to a pre-release this weekend, and uh, I did a Two-Headed Giant event. And, um, you know, the, I guess the, the first thing was that the... The, the matches seemed to go pretty long. It wasn't like a, a, a really, you know, quick match. They were they were seemed relatively drawn out. Kind of uh, grindy. Kind of grindy as, as far as the, the matches went. Um, I was surprised by uh, just, I guess, some of the cards and, and how it turned out for people. Um, especially, I know this one has been uh, noted as one of the best cards there. It's the... It's the green card. He's an adapt green card. Um, and when you when you get him, you can search out another one of him. Um, yes. Yep. I'm trying to remember his name now. Um, but I was surprised that a lot of people actually had that card. It wasn't like, you know, they would just get one in one of their decks. No, they, they, with they two. actually had more than one, and they like were able one. to search them out. <laughs> It was it was shocking. I I had and then that happened in multiple matches where oh, wow. somebody had more than one. That one's a rare, isn't it? For him, uh, he is a rare. Yeah, well, that so is surprising it, to have more than one. It seemed un- unlikely like that, that would happen, but um, but because yeah, how many how many packs are you opening here? So that's the other thing, and I, I think this happened before, but I, I can't be sure now. So it's only five packs in the tribal pack. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're, You're one right. pack short nowadays. Than in the pack. Yeah, they, they consider the tribal pack the sixth pack. Yeah, which is not... It's not that great of a pack. <laughs> I mean... No. I guess it does give you a little bit of glue to hold your, your deck together and force you into that color. It, it, it does. Um, but, yeah, the Growth Chamber Guardian. That was the, the Elf Crab Warrior. And he's uh, is, how much is he to cast? Is he the two? He is cast? two. To, he's very efficient. That's why yeah, he's great. He's, he's two, two to cast. He's a two-two, three for adapt two, and then whenever you put one or more counters on him, you may search your library for another one of him, yeah. reveal it, and put it into your hand. Yeah, that's not bad. It's no, not bad. so basically you, know, you could keep got more doing than one. It I you, mean, come on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that that was surprising. Um, what else? The um. As we were talking earlier about the uh, tie-in here with Arena, and that's been something that Wizards was was kind of talking about, and that uh, they did the last event as well, last pre-release, where you could get a code uh, as part of the pre-release to play in a free draft on Arena, and uh, it was just less than obvious uh, how to find your code. You would would have thought it would have been a very clearly marked slip of paper or, or something distinct in the pack or maybe even on the outside of the pack or something. Uh, but it wasn't terribly obvious. Um, I do recall seeing something I can't remember now. I want to say it was on the outside packaging um, that said that you, you know, uh, there's a code contained in this package for um, arena arena and in very tiny, small print on the, on the bottom of the packaging. And once you opened it, the, the, the deck box up, you know, there was a code. It was on the back of a token card. And I think it's probably the same card for everybody. I think it was the Sphinx 4-4 uh, Flying Vigilant token. But, okay. Uh, on the back, it just says, thanks for coming to pre-release. Here's a code for an entry in the dra- uh, draft. Don't forget to throw me away. <laughs> I mean, basically, yes. I mean, Don't if you did not notice that, uh, you could have easily thrown it away. And yeah, uh, funny. the people running the event weren't aware of the code or what it looked like. That seems well, especially pathetic that uh, they were unaware. I think a lot of those people, too, you know, they run the event, but they, you know, they're not big players, maybe. At least some of them. 
That seems so uh, strange uh, to me that you'd have people that don't actually play the game <laughs> running yeah, the Yeah, but event. you know, you would think you might want to call that out as well as a special bonus of yeah, it's like, don't forget your codes in here, fellas. Yeah, you know, yeah, kind if of. If you haven't played yet, it's free. Although that being said, it's sort of like, you know, Wizards of the Coast is crapping all over us local game stores. Go ahead and leave our game store and play online, please. Yeah, you know? that's true. So, maybe so they maybe, don't want to emphasize that. Maybe they don't. I mean, I I can't say that if I was a local game store owner, I'd be excited to tell people about Arena. Yeah, you know? probably not. That's a good point. You know, I mean, I get that they that it's another selling bonus to like why people might want to open their box, but by the same token, like I said, it's almost like saying, "Get out of here, go play on your computers, please." Mm-hmm. You know, it's like holy cow. So I know that's what Wizards wants, but sure, you know, the local game Great store deal for is yeah, the, you know, it's like, it's just another way to kind of funnel more business out of the LGS onto. Yeah, it is. It's kind of a sneaky backdoor sneaky. way. Yeah, it's like oh, we're, we're not going to help you much anymore, and we're going to actively seek to destroy you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but uh, we're going to tell you we love you on your way down to the fire pit. Unless we push you down and stuck on your <laughs> fingers, so you, you fall to the. Once we pit. have. Uh, released your body to the Rakdos guild we will we'll tell you that it's all for your own good <laughs> exactly exactly oh yeah that, that i thought was a little a little weak just and you know i i every match that i played and granted it was only four matches but uh i asked my other players if they wanted their tokens and i i would say most people were aware of it but I, I got the suspicion, and, and this could be just my own, you know, uh, guesswork, but that they they didn't want to give me their token, not because they were going to actually go and play, but because of the sense that they didn't want to give up something that they thought might have value, just to <laughs> deny me having it. Oh, you know what I mean? So like, I think they maybe didn't understand. You were like, oh, do you want that? And they're like, no. And you're like, can I have it? They're like, nah. They're like, no, I think that's going to keep it. There wasn't a strong inclination that oh yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna play I play all the time, or, or yeah, uh, no I don't play at all here you go it, it was more like third greed uh, it was kind of the half-hearted yeah denial like, I don't use it but you can't have it and then some, <laughs> there was also the the half-hearted well maybe I'll try it out <laughs> okay <laughs> which, oh that's funny which generally means I uh, probably not but. Uh, yeah. I only had one person that I asked. Is like, hey, does anyone you know want your thing? And the one guy was like, yeah, here you go. Oh, okay. Well, that's cool. Yeah. But oh, uh, yeah, out of eight people, no one else. Wow, <laughs> <Yes. laughs> oh, that is a pretty low uh, uptake ratio there. I, I would have assumed at least one other person would have said yes, but yeah, I, I kind of would have thought that as well. That would have been my thought. Yeah. So. Kind of surprising in that, so... Oh, gosh, that's funny. You know, it's been so long, I, I haven't really played it. I, it's like I, I drove past the LGS on my way to, like, picking up my daughter from her friend's house, and I was thinking, oh, I should be at the LGS right now. Yeah. <laughs> I drove by on Sunday, and I was like, oh, I know they're running events. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I guess you could always stop in and, and enter, but not play it out, just to get the cards. That just seems so wrong to me. <laughs> seems like i should because i wouldn't just go to i I wouldn't let me put it this way i wouldn't be that interested in paying 25 dollars for five packs so i would want the experience of playing and i actually kind of enjoy pre-release more than more than other things like i enjoy playing with a sealed pool of cards much more than a constructed pool Mm. so um at least at least in the lgs like i will say like the friday night magics around here have gotten like hyper competitive and yeah. there'll be like 40 people in the in the at the fnm and they are playing to win they are not playing for fun they're not bringing fun decks they are playing for wins you know well, your, your lgs's also do drafting right they do they do every wednesday oh so, okay so not yeah. even on the fridays oh. no no because friday is dedicated to that fnm i mean they they are it's a full house and when i say 40 i'm talking 40 to 60 mm-hmm. i mean it is a full house so hmm. they don't they don't really do that on Fridays. They do it in the middle of the week, which is kind of a tough time to do it. That's that's kind of strange. I would I would think. Why would you do middle I, of the week? I guess I I don't know. 
I'm not exactly sure what the reasoning for that is, other than, like I said, they're pretty full on Fridays. Yeah. So. But um, I did, as I was driving by, I think I sent you a text message. They they opened up their cafe, their internet slash gaming yeah. cafe that also has craft brews and uh, and uh, coffee. <laughs> and uh, they, they call it the sideboard. <laughs> uh, that's cool. I mean, if, if, name, it, I if it works out for them, you know, more yeah. power to them. Yeah, I hope it does. I guess the I guess the business that was next door to them either went under, and they were able to essentially expand. To so now they own two, uh, two units in the strip mall side by side. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I thought, you know, that's it's not a bad idea. So it's it's funny because they probably make more on selling food than they would make selling cards, which is another shame. But you know, but it, then it again. Was- uh, the guy that runs it, he seems to be like relatively, or I should say, the guy that owns it, seems to be pretty smart. He he's mm-hmm. pretty with it, and um, I think you almost have to be nowadays because yeah. I don't think you, can, I don't think you can half-ass it and run a card store and survive any any anymore. Yeah, I, I think you're right about that. I think it's very tough uh, yeah. nowadays to run that, and I I would think still. You know, I like the idea of a side little little cafe or whatever, but I, I still think that's probably tough to pull off, too. Yeah, I think, you know what it is? The only advantage that you have there is if you've got, um, you, you've got, you could have a good management team that effectively could sort of manage both because they're, you know what I mean? They're already paying a, a management team. So he's yeah. got good, um, I will say he's got. He used to have just a great manager, and um, that guy actually moved to Charlotte and opened up his own game store. So, um, but um, that guy would have been capable of managing both the restaurant and the <clears throat> and the um, the, the card place. store. So, yeah. so maybe your 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 labor capital overhead would be more limited due to the extreme proximity of the two locations. Yeah. You see what I mean? I mean, they're literally next door. So there's probably sure. a cut through. And I'm sorry to say I haven't been in there yet, but there's probably a cut through so that you can go from the game store into the probably. cafe, you know, and back and forth. So, <clears throat> so, um, so you could have like one person that's sort of the, the high paid employee. And then everyone else is just making, you know, eight bucks an hour because, they love car- they love games and you know and they're college students and you yeah. know they you know they can you know so because I'm sure labor costs is is substantial and I mean it is for most businesses so yeah absolutely so yeah I, I think you could probably get some economies of scale there but uh. yeah but it's interesting but I but I felt to myself I thought. And he's doing his uh, pre-release right now. I should be. Yeah, yeah. A, I was, I was, a little jealousy flowing through my veins at that moment. I, I got a decent card pool, but like I told you, we uh, we ended up going two-two, and uh, we just got steamrolled. Steamrolled the first game by overwhelming Simic counters, and then we we our fate was sealed with the the split card. Uh, uh, what was it? Revival Revenge, which uh. halved our life total and doubled theirs, which effectively destroyed us. <laughs> <laughs> that card should be called Anal Reaming. <laughs> it, it, it was, I mean... So bad. What can you do about losing half your life? I mean, Well, then they gain all of them. <laughs> yeah, even if, it, yeah, if they didn't have the gain, that might have been one thing, but like, oh, golly, that's just, just brutal just a huge swing it's hard to come back from that really really tough so yeah it was over after that but oh yeah but, but, you know that's just how it goes yeah. i didn't really think we, we made any play mistakes really but it was just i'm surprised you didn't get mana screwed that's always what usually happens uh, yeah yeah you know honestly that's at least a rare pleasure. See, you know what? It's so bad that that's like one of the main reasons you seem to lose is like not yeah. because you're playing badly, but because you're not getting what you must have to play. Yeah, usually one of you know I enjoy the team play more than just the the one on one, but um, usually at least one of us gets mana hosed at, okay. at some point. It always happens when you and I do the two headed. Like every time, one of yep. us will get either the mana screw or the mana flood. Every time without fail. 
so, it seems to, to work that way. <laughs> it sure does. It seems like, and I feel like I get it all the time. Like, I'll be sitting there watching you play out your cards, trying to the two-headed to, like, keep the ship afloat, and I'll have a handful of cards, and I'll have, like, two mana, and I'll never get to the third mana. It's, it's so frustrating. I always feel like that happens. Like, it feels to me like that happens a lot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it feels that way, yeah. but I'm always like, damn it, I need to, I need to contribute. I still remember that one game we played. Gosh, it was at I think it was at a I was it was at a GP I think or was it at Gen Con? I think maybe it was Gen Con where we played against those two women and we busted out with like all of our stuff and then we finished it up with Chandra and just burned them out at the end. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was I don't think that was at Gen Con. I think that might have been in Columbus or something. Yeah, maybe it was yeah. Columbus. Because but... I, I I know we don't typically play as much magic at the Gen Con because it takes too much time. Yeah. We might have done a grand melee or something there. I, I can't this, remember. This was a strict you know like a two headed two headed that we were yeah. playing. That must have been at a GP. Yeah. We've had a couple of glorious wins. That that was yeah. glorious. We burned them out like big time, and then we sold Chandra for a profit afterwards. <laughs> yeah, because it was like a foil. It was a foiled one. I think we sold it for yeah. thirty nine bucks. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. We instantly sold that. I think at one of the vendors. Yep. Yeah, that's right. I'm trying now. You know what? You're exactly right. I'm trying to think where the heck that was. They had vendors there. Mm-hmm. Lots of them. Hmm. Maybe that was at Origins. Maybe. I think it was. I don't know. I do remember a lot of vendors, and I remember selling it to a vendor. I even remember walking to the vendor in the back. Weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a glorious win. Yeah, that was a glorious yeah. win. It worked out all across the board on that one. <laughs> oh gosh, I remember another time <laughs> when we had uh, we had played a bunch of zombies out, and then at one point we brought out that. Um, Oh, gosh. And I think we were playing like a father-son team, or was it a father-daughter duo? They were really cool, and they were very yeah. deliberate in their play, and um, it was the two-headed giant, so I thought that was like a nice way for the father to teach the youngster how to play, and like, you know, it was a, it's, it's more of a friendly, I feel sure. more friendly than, than sometimes the competitive nature of the game can be, mm-hmm. so. And I remember we had done, like, we had done everything right, and then I think we dropped that, um... Gosh, that six mana. It's yeah, you think the archetype, the, but the um, the deaths. Oh. Are you thinking the grave titan? The grave titan. Yeah, oh, the grave the death titan. Yeah, I remember. I remember the, the father was like, um, he was looking at it and he was talking to the to the youngster and he's like, "All right, we're gonna enter our scoop phase." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. That was great. That was funny. It was such a brutal and Gosh, like, you almost felt bad for him because you're just like, oh, we so crushed their hopes. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, it was funny. Dreams on that one. <laughs> yeah. Usually we're on the receiving end, it seems yeah, like. Yeah. It'll be like Wrath of God, all of our junk is destroyed. Yeah. We'll have a huge board, we'll swing in, settle the wreckage. Oh. <laughs> Some stuff like that. Oh. That's usually how it seems to roll. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gosh, that's oh. funny. But you know what? That is what's kind of nice about the game in general. It's like you'll have some of those cool moments where you're like, oh, you know, and I guess you have to have all the bad ones to make the good one more noticeable. But it, Absolutely. It seems like the bad ones outnumber the good ones, though. So. Yeah, it, it does seem that way. And it shouldn't be that way for for players of relative experience. You know, it's not like we'd started like two years ago. No, <laughs> like, no. You would think it would kind of just even, even you'd out. You'd think we'd but... like 60-40 at least. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. Although I, you know, I'd say too, like our our the opponents that we play, you know, for, I would say in general, most most no, they're competitive magic players, even even two headed giants for that matter, or drafts. I mean, they aren't these people aren't amateur or beginner yeah, players. All, yeah, they're all intense about it. Yeah, these are people who have played before, and they have average to above average skill level, or at least experience level. Yeah, I would say that's probably accurate. So. That's funny, <laughs> which which also leads to a lot of douchebaggery too. Because you know what I hate is when you you got the rules lawyer. You know, it's like yeah, oh, you've already entered your attack step. Uh, you can't uh, you can't cast any instance now. You have to. You've already declared or whatever. You're uh, like, oh, god damn it. <laughs> there's always there's always one guy. Yeah, it's so, like so so annoying sometimes. That reminds yeah. me. Did you see the one news item? Uh, 
gosh, I guess I'm not sure what this was. Last week, week before, about the ban, the one guy got banned. Um, he got disqualified. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The um, I think he got a lifetime ban, didn't he? No, I think it was only yeah, like, like the six months. The six month. Um, I know there was a bigger one, like the the Alex, a, a frequent ban, a frequent uh, ban recipient. I got a, he got a perma ban finally, after cheating for like the fifth time at a, at competitive level. So, the one I'm thinking it, about um, was the Ray Sato. Oh, okay. No, I didn't hear about that one. Uh, he was a Magic Pro League member. He was disqualified from Grand Prix Prague last week because he tried to play a land during combat. He tried to apparently like sneak it in during combat. Oh really? That he is did. weird. That that would be a bit much. You know that that, that you know that you can't be having. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess um, you know he uh, they Probably felt like it wasn't like his he, he wasn't doing it intentionally. Some people said you know maybe he just kind of just just messed up and forgot and it wasn't. Yeah, you can't just throw it out there in the middle of uh, combat though. That is weird. And, and just the fact that he's trying to do it makes you think, like, is some weird cheating going on here? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, and, I, I, you know, even that is taking it to the next level. If I saw somebody drop the land after they've declared attackers, I'm like, oh, you got to wait till your main phase for that. And I wouldn't, like, make a big deal out of it, but I'd probably be like, uh, you got to wait till your second main for Absolutely. that. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. But, I, you know, I've had the dudes where I'll, I'll, like, tap mana or something, and then, like... You know, I won't even have, like, cast the spell yet. And, like, I'll be like, oh, let me change the way I'm tapping that man. And they're like, no, you can't. You already tapped it. I'm like, yeah, like, it does happen. I haven't even cast the spell yet. You don't even know what it is, you know? And you're like, oh, God, that, that, that kind of stuff is super, I feel super annoying. Like, and I, I think, unfortunately, like, when you're playing across the table with people, mm-hmm. a lot of times that's how the people that play the game are. You know, there's a certain level of like I guess really douchebaggery for lack of a better yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it does seem like people aren't there to have fun or be fun. casual. It's 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 like it, it's like their level of intensity. It's like they have to win, and it's like even if it's by you making a mistake or you know, and, and it's not like you're cheating. You're like you're just like oh, look, can I tap that mana a different way? Mm-hmm. And even you'll announce it like you know, saying oh, do you mind if I rechange the way I'm tapping that? And they're like no, and you're like. Damn it! I shouldn't even have said anything because <laughs> I should have just—I should have just fiddled around with it, you know. But because what you normally expect, and like what I would be like is like, oh yeah, no problem, you know. But you just—I guess you can't assume everybody's going to act like you do. So exactly, and I, I'm the same way. I, I give people the benefit of the doubt, or if they want to take it back because they they messed something up, you know. Nine times out of ten, I'm I'm fine with that, you know. I'm not gonna want to unwind things after blocks happen or something, you know. Yeah. But you know, there's a lot of stuff you can kind of like. Oh yeah, no problem, whatever. But I I feel like the the players are not as casual as as I would honestly like. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I feel like I, it takes some of the fun away. It's 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 a quite a mix, you know. I'm always kind of curious how what the my opponent's going to be like. Are they going to be kind of friendly and easygoing, or are they going to be a real, you know, extreme personality and and stickler for the rules? You know what I find is is unfortunate, and I'm sure you've seen this as well. I, I we've both been at this for years. It's it's somewhat unusual that when you have someone that is chill and cool and relaxed and just there to have fun, you remember them because it was such an unusual experience. You see what I mean? Absolutely. It's like that's a sad state of the game when you're sitting there thinking to yourself, that guy was pretty cool. I wish I was ended up playing with more people like him. But instead, like that's what I mean. Like the cool, chill dude, he's so rare that like your experience with him was special. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you see what I mean? I, I, I know what you're saying. What you're you're saying. like, oh, holy. What, is, what do we got here? Uh, so, I don't know. I, I, need just, to, I need to step away for two seconds to yeah. keep, keep it recording. I'm, yeah, for sure. Right you know what I'll do is uh, I'll chat a little bit about some of the um, sealed product and some product yeah. news. But um, one thing that um, I had... Uh, been noticing or i've been paying attention to is some other games and um i've always i'm always interested in in other new competition for magic so i was uh 
paying attention to the other Richard Garfield games, the um, particularly Artifact, which came out on Steam, and it was a Steam uh, Steam specific game, and they've unfortunately, and I say unfortunately because while I myself haven't played the game, I had um, been aware of the game, so. I pay attention to it because it was a Richard Garfield game, and it was called Artifact, and uh, it was uh, apparently Saints. modeled. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was modeled after the DOTA, DOTA, and and they have three lanes of play. And apparently, the game was a fun game to play, and um, they unfortunately are using a pre a, pr- a pay to play and premium model simultaneously, which some credit to the game's. Uh, relatively rapid demise. They've unfortunately lost 97% of their active player base. And they've gone from 60,000 users in November to 1,600. So they they really lost a lot lot of their uh, player base, which is very unfortunate. And uh, the part of the problem, I think, for for them was in order to start playing the game, you had to pay 20 bucks. And that then turned you me off involved. automatically. You know, I, I stopped yeah. right there. <laughs> me too, because I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like it. So I'm not going to, I don't really want to pay in. And then you still have to buy packs later. So like that gets you like a starter deck equivalent or something. And, and oh, I, you know, I was just like, oh gosh, no thanks. I'll wait until it, my thought was it's a Steam game. It'll go half price in a month. Sure. So, you know, and at this rate, it'll probably go, it'll probably go freemium instead of, instead of, pay instead of pay to play and freemium so it'll yeah, probably yeah but uh, it's going to be hard to resuscitate that after you've lost so many active oh players all the plug yeah, <laughs> uh, put it out of its misery it's a very unfortunate thing but um steam does have a track record of turning around damaged gaming properties though they, they've done that with uh, a game called csgo which is counter-strike uh, global counter-strike it's a first-person shooter mm-hmm. and uh that game was, uh, they've turned that around dramatically. It's one of the most played uh, FPSs in the world now. And um, they struggled mightily originally. But um, I think it's going to be hard to get the players back in a, in a card game, you know. So the Richard Garfield name wasn't enough? Unfortunately not, yeah. So that was uh, one piece of news for, for non-Magic. The other was um, the um, most recent set of the Force of Will, the with uh, Strangers of New Valhalla. They are now in the second set of their New Valhalla block. And um, the first set completely sold out. And um, the second set appears to be on track to do as well. So I um, I don't know if you're familiar with Rudy from Alpha Investments. He, um, yeah, yeah. He, um, he has some pretty humorous videos. I do enjoy his videos. And um, I've actually been a patron of his for some time to get uh, cheap cheaper box prices mm-hmm. so i would usually buy like a box a month or a box or two a month and and um and pay like 79 bucks for you know a box but um and um but he also does force of will as well now and uh he has a deal with the distributor t- and he gets us the essentially uh almost distributor level pricing for that product as well he sells it cheaper than anywhere i've found it in the in the country he sells those boxes for 69 dollars a box so they are essentially priced similarly to magic cards for those that are unaware of it. And um, so that's a, that's a pretty substantial deal. And um, I think he sold, he sold out in two days. So very quick. And, um, and, and this time he ordered, you know, twice as many, I think for the first set, he ordered 750 boxes for this time. He ordered 1500 boxes and um, zip, they're gone. So, so who's, who's buying all of these? Well, it's just uh, players, realistically. I myself bought two boxes. I was like, I'm just curious because I, you know, they they tried to get Force of Will going in my area and they stocked it in the store and then it it just died. No one bought it, no one played it. I think it's somewhat regional. I think that's part of the, you know what? I think part of the problem, I tell you what part of the problem is the game stores really are just, and, and we've kind of discussed this before at length with each other. Game stores are so poorly run and so ineffective at marketing anything. You know? Yeah, I agree. So, you know, what they'll do is they'll they'll have a new product. They'll be like, oh, check out this new game, Force of Will. The game will take off. 
and then they'll fail to support it properly or fail to regularly hold tournaments. And mm. then they'll wonder why people aren't buying the packs anymore. <laughs> yeah. And then it'll drop down to like six players that still play it. And then they'll buy like six, you know, the, the, the store will buy six boxes, they'll buy a case, and then they'll only sell three. So then they're only sitting there with three extra boxes, yep. you know, and then the boxes get stale and then they don't move. And then they just sit there and they think, well, this game sucks. Well, because they didn't do anything to support the game, you know? Yeah. And I, I imagine, too, a lot of their efforts are probably geared right toward magic. I mean, and even that, I, I think, is, is in most cases very poorly done. Yeah, like, look at the dudes that run in your freaking thing. They didn't know there was a code in there, for God's sake. Yeah. You know? So, and I, and I will say, like, it's my understanding that the um, the Force of Will company, which is um, a privately held company, they do a lot of things right. Like, they will send stores all kinds of cool, like, swaggy stuff. They'll send them special special cards to give out. They'll send them playmats to give out. So they're they're trying to make it easy for the stores to um, to do. And they even sell, like, pre-release packs. You know, you can buy mm-hmm. a pre-release pack that has, you know, it has, like, 72 boosters it has free lands it has promotional cards like they they try to make it as easy as possible and i think it's because they know that a lot of times the local game stores are ineptly run so <laughs> i mean like you have you gone to the websites of some of these web stores oh if, they're, if, they're if they have one if they have one and i would say like 60 i would say 65 percent of the time they don't even have one They'll have like a crazy. Facebook page that was modified like a year ago. I have seen it I've with the wrong address and phone number on it. Yeah, I, I've seen it. It's amazing how badly run these things are. It's almost like you take people that have absolutely not only no business sense, but also no common sense. And they think, <laughs> I love games. I'm going to open a game store. And they don't give any thought to actually running the basic parts of a business yeah so when you're creating a game and a product how do you force that guy to 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 promote your product when you practically when you practically tell him exactly how to do it and he still can't do it right Mm -hmm. because he can't even give people his phone number (laughs) (laughs) it's like my goodness so but like i said at least they're they seem to be turning they seem to be writing the ship and um They've actually done something that most card games don't do. They they have direct communication with the players, even like the CEO and stuff. They, they you know they come out and they they put like cool. little news releases out and they're like, oh you know we made a few mistakes. This is what we've done wrong. They 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 go so far as to say you know we realize that the players didn't like this. This is what we're doing in the future to avoid this problem. Yeah. You know, like for the sake of argument, they um. Just for a little brief history, they had um, when the when the game first came out, they had uh, in their first block sold like gangbusters. People loved it. It was an extremely easy game to pick up for Magic players. Sure, and the game was blasting off the shelves, doing extraordinarily well almost everywhere that the game was ha- was held. Then the fourth set of the first block came out, and it was called Millennia of Ages. And that was like their fallen empires. It was like it was a bad set. It was a 50 card set. And the problem with that was instead of having like at least 140 cards, it had 50 cards in the whole set. So you would buy one single booster box, which has 36 packs, 10 cards in a pack. Mm -hmm. You're getting 360 cards. You were probably going to get a play set of every card in that entire set by buying one booster box. So it destroyed the resale, the selling of packs at local stores. So then LGS's got stuck holding the bag. So they were holding the bag on that. And, um, and then they were very reluctant to buy product in mass in the, in the future. They got burned. So, so then, uh, during their second block, they had uh, a problem with one of the rulers, which, um, I know the Yorg is uh, fond of, it was called refrain, the child of convergence or something. And it was a relatively broken card and um, every single deck ran it. It was one of those where it was like almost every strategy was made better by using the same ruler. And that would be almost like in magic, everyone using the same commander deck, you know, the same commander. And the problem was they were very late to ban that. They tried to create cards to play around it because they originally didn't want a ban list. So they were too, too late to ban it. So they lost Mm -hmm. a lot of players during that time. 
And then during the more recent time, they had a problem with um, the rulers and their cost because the, the rulers would come in these boxes. You get like one or two rulers in a box. And then they had um, where you were getting only one of the, I guess, premium rulers, one of the good rulers in a box. Yeah. And then the problem is that each of those rulers ended up getting to be like fifty to seventy dollars. So now that doesn't sound too terrible to magic. In magic terms, that's not that bad. Exactly. But the good thing is you only need one ruler. These are not cards you need four of. You can only have one ruler in a deck. But yeah. fifty to seventy dollars for that particular game, people were really pissed. You know. So after that, you know, so in their current block, they came out like with news and they're doing this every month and they have like a liaison, like an English speaking dude. And he comes onto Facebook and he does like live feeds and chats. And, and he said, this is what we're never doing. We're never printing 50 card sets again. We're never going to do that. We're, we're also, you know, we're never going to produce these broken cards if we can avoid it. However, when we do have a broken card, we will make sure to ban it at an appropriate time or produce a workaround. And with the ruler situation, we're going to avoid having expensive rulers in the future by having you be able to buy them directly in the starter decks. And that's what they did in this block. And um, so they seem to be, they seem to be like understanding that they're not doing everything perfectly. And they're actively trying to communicate with the player base and say, this is what we've done wrong. We understand that people don't like it. Give it a chance. You'll probably enjoy it. And we're going to try to avoid it in the future. You know, good. which is That's kind good. of a nice approach. And, um, you know, even like the CEO of the company would go to the GPs just to meet the people and stuff, you know, which I thought is really kind of cool. It is cool that they, they have such a involvement in it and yeah. apparently willing to, to work and, and communicate with their, their player base. Yeah. You know, unlike Wizards, where they're just like, we're printing cards on Pringle chips and we're not going to tell you why for six years. <laughs> you know? It's like... Yeah, we've been printing cards for 25 years. All of a sudden, we don't know how to print them anymore, and they're super cheap, and they fold up almost instantly upon opening them from the package. You know, And we're not going to tell anyone that we're even trying to fix the problem. Like, what the hell? Yeah, it <laughs> like, seems outrageous, especially in this day yeah, and age, you know? It's so bad, you know? Like, God help you if, if you, you know, you're, you're curious about information from what the corporate level is thinking, because you're not going to get a straight answer out of them. No. You know, so, so I feel like the force of will is kind of going through some of their growing pains like magic did early. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like they would never print a black Lotus now, but they did back in the day, you know, yeah. because now it's too powerful, you know, or a time walk, you know, yep. so things like that. So, you know, so force of will had their time walk and their, their black Lotus and, you know, they're getting over it. So, yeah. You seem to be doing a good job. Yeah. I, I personally enjoy the game tremendously. I like it a lot. I almost, I almost probably prefer it over the magic, to be honest. Yeah. But, Heresy! But, <laughs> well, yeah, I guess. Heretic! <laughs> Die, heretic! <laughs> I feel like some of the problems, some of the inherent problems of the magic, like especially the mana problems, are just so fixed. I feel that if magic were redesigned today, and in fact, Richard Garfield has even stated as much, he would undo the damage that mana screw and mana flood have on the game, you know, and, but it's such an integral thing. Now the game is stuck with its legacy, you know, of it's got of, so much baggage. Yeah. Of, of somewhat poor game design in that regard that it, we're stuck with it now. Yeah. You know, but <laughs> so it's not that better things aren't out there. It's just that the momentum of the magic is so heavy, you know, it's, it's, it's got a lot of weight on it. It sure does. They can do all these things wrong. They can crap all over the player base, you know, ruin your card value, you know, produce cards that don't even hold up well, you know, just basically crap on you in every possible way. And guess what? They don't even care. They'll still get more players, you know, or maybe not more, but their players are so hardcore that they'll still keep enough of them that it doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, when you're the number one game in town, I mean... Right. Mm -hmm. And you've had so much, so many years, and so many cards, and so much history. Uh, I mean, you can you can get away with a lot. I think. I think so. I think you're right. <clears throat> wow, we're we're getting kind of long in the tooth here. We, we have gotten a little long today. Maybe. Um, I think we're going on an hour, basically. We we are. I think maybe we'll have to save our our Ravnica allegiance uh, discussions for for next episode and. 
and yeah. get into our, our kind of breakdown of that and, and uh, picks. You know, and and you had a great idea, for. and um, I'm going to go over this at, for our next talk and, and discuss the cards that we want to own from Ravnica Allegiance. I think that I think that might be a good way to um, to uh, segue into the new set, so to speak. Yeah, absolutely. So, Something what, what, what we like. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely do that. I thought that was a great idea. And always, as you know, we've mentioned in the past, and it always bears repeating: if you have Ravnica Allegiance cards, ones that are of any value, and you can go on to Dogbear yes. or eBay or wherever you want just to check prices, especially now them, in the in the pre-release time, get rid of dump them, them now. Yeah. Because they will not be worth more in the future. Uh, that yeah. is the most sound advice that we can give. <laughs> yes, if you learn anything. It is the largest <laughs> sure bet that we can give you. Exactly. You, you know, you look at the prices now, and they're they're high. I, I'm, I'm impressed that so many of the rares are actually at a, a, a relatively high dollar value. But uh, I'm, sh- I'm 100% sure that uh, as soon as it says released, we will see all those numbers drop. Yep, 90% of the time they're going to drop. You won't be able to pick that that 10% winner not with any regularity. So, time to dump. And you you we can even see it now. I mean, there's already cards that are going down. Um you okay. know, I remember seeing even um even just yesterday, uh what is it? The Haunt of Hightower I think was 34 the, oh the buy a box promo. Today he's 24. <laughs> he's beginning his, his descent. He has commenced his descent. That's exactly right. Yeah, and a lot of the other ones are dropping too. So sell oh, it now. Time for the dump. Yeah. Time and, for the dump. Uh, I guess as a reminder, this coming Thursday, the the new product drops as well. What what's the name again? Um, oh, is the it mythic, um, the uh, mythic edition? Mythic mythic shimmy edition is what we're calling that. The, yeah. Uh, yeah. So this is the the box of twenty four boosters. I think it was twenty four boosters, and I think eight of them are the special boosters. Yeah, you got the eight planeswalkers, the alternate art planeswalkers that are part of that. Yeah, I'm gonna. You know, I may actually pull the trigger and see how that goes for a, for a hefty price tag yeah. of two hundred fifty dollars. Clams limit of two per customer. And only available through the uh, Hasbro eBay store? eBay, right? On eBay, that is correct. That yeah. will make me more likely to buy that, because I won't have to deal with Hasbro's atrocious website. So yeah. I may do it just to sit on it, just like I, I seem to have I assume that this, like, once this product goes for sale on, on this Thursday, the January 24th, that it will be available for, for sale through there until... Supplies run out, I, I assume. Yeah, which I would expect to happen in the first two hours. So Really? You think it's going to be that? I think it'll be rapid, the uptake of the product. It sure was the first time. I mean, it basically caused Hasbro's website to crash. So, yeah. And um, it, you won't be able to crash eBay, but what'll happen is, I think in the first few minutes, there will probably be like a thousand orders. So yeah. if Hasbro is smart... What they will do is not show a product available number. They'll they'll just say something like limited quantities remaining. Sure. And they will probably sell every single box that they have, I would imagine, within a couple of hours. Oh. As we have seen, which sounds crazy for a $250 box, but the demand is there because they have done this time and now time again, because they've they've done the Mythic Edition once yep. for the Guilds of Ravnica. They basically sold out, and um, they, they oversold the product, in fact, meaning they sold more of it than they had sure. accidentally because their website was so laggy that they ended up selling boxes they did not own. So then what they did in some cases was they sent out a, um, a box topper from Ultimate Masters, uh, as a as a placation card. Sorry, we screwed up your order. Uh, here's an Ultimate Masters box topper. So that actually was, I would say, well played, Wizards on that one. Yeah. But, um, yeah. They sold out of their entire stock of um, of Mythic Edition for the first one. They sold out of the entire stock of uh, Ultimate Masters, which was also two hundred and was it two hundred and oof was it three hundred dollars MSRP or three forty. I, I know. Like I, that. Yeah, yeah. I think I got it on eBay for two sixty 
five, I think. And um, and and those those boxes are all gone too. So yeah. they you know, those suckers are have disappeared as well. So the the appetite for high end product apparently is still relatively substantial. And I think that may be partially because it's a new-ish experience and people are thinking, I am going to collect these and hold these because they are first things. It's the first time they've done this and it's going to be worth money. I don't think they're buying it because they want the cards. I think they're buying it because they want the investment. And I don't think that long-term that is a safe investment. I actually think they will probably not be long-term valuable. But that doesn't mean that we can't make money in the short, short term. Short term, you know? Yeah. And that's why that's why I think I actually am probably going to... Um, I probably am going to see if I can purchase the allocation. And I guess okay. it's two, is it two boxes per Two household? boxes per. And here's what I was also wondering. It will go on sale at noon Pacific time. So that's 3 p.m. Eastern 3 p.m. time. On Thursday, January twenty-fourth. Okay. So three o'clock. Be... Wow. Us on the East Coast here. It's time to, to hop on the store. Yeah, I, I think I probably even though I, I hate to do it, I, I probably I probably will. So mm-hmm. I, 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 yeah, let's see. To give you a sense for perspective, the um the ultimate masters now, the sealed ones are selling for a hundred dollars more than I purchased it for la- at last month. So th- 370 is the cheapest one on eBay currently. So I'm sorry, there is one for 360, 359. Oh well, there you go. <laughs> so well, that's the that's the one. But um, so now let's take a look at the Mythic Edition. So let's see. Uh, and that was I'm just gonna take Ravnica and see if uh, Mythic it's Edition. Gil- yeah, it's probably uh, Guilds of Ravnica Mythic Edition. Uh-huh. So oh, I got a type sealed because all the freaking individual cards are. Yeah, you can get up. a repack probably. Oh God, sixty bucks for the repack. Yep. So golly, so these mythic editions. Oh, you know what? Let me look to see what how much they've actually sold for. Um, I always have a hard time doing this uh, specific search. Uh, it's a weird setting in eBay to show what the items that have sold for, and you have to go into your seller account to. Yeah. To do this. Um, yeah, so the Mythic Editions from the previous set. Now, keep in mind, they sold for 250 as well. They have been selling, not just being listed for, but they've been selling for 450 to an average $459 a box. And that's that was, what, like four months ago? Yeah, not long ago. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's that's why it seems like it's almost foolish not to buy them when they have a track record of just blasting off the shelves like this. Yeah. I mean, it does seem like a good play. Um, Again, I wouldn't hold this for years. I I don't mind holding the ultimate masters for years because it is chock full of bomb cards, chock full of it. But the, uh, you know, the guilds of Ravnica, not so much, you know, just the planeswalker packs have value. Yeah. Yeah. The only, I guess the only one difference though, in this is that this will be, Sold through uh, the Hasbro site on eBay, and it's also going to be now available globally, which wasn't the case before. Oh, you're right. It was uh, U.S. only. I yeah, so you that. will have more people buying. Yeah, that is that is true. It's Although they're like, probably printing five times as much of it. That's probably true too. Yeah. So that's the other thing too. Like even though the first edition is selling for you know approximately, you know now current asking price is their average is five sixty. Five sixty nine, but um, you know they probably the second the second of probably doesn't have as much cachet and and demand. But exactly. still, you know if you could turn it for if you could turn a hundred and twenty dollar profit in three months, that'll buy me like oh, that'd buy me like two almost two more boosters of that'd buy me two booster boxes of Force of Will, <laughs> uh, or or you know one and a half of uh, Magic, you know. Mm-hmm. So you know at a hundred twenty dollars profit. You know, a couple of months later, my goodness. You know, like I said, it's almost like you almost have to do it. You almost, you know. It seems that way. It seems that way. Well, you know. I'll have news you, next week. I'll yeah, see how it goes. Yeah, I will probably, I'm, I'm still uh, on the fence myself. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I probably will go ahead and pull the trigger and see see if um, see how that goes. 
Now, alternatively, if you want to, if you want to go in on it together and do that, we could do that too. If you're Actually, like, oh, yeah, I, I, I'd you know, probably be definitely more interested in that instead of going the solo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You I, I mean, that. I, I agree with you that it, it is going to go up in price, but uh, yeah, it should probably a short term jump only. Yeah, I mean, if you could get rid of it in a couple of months, but um, but it sure is a whole lot easier to tie up one hundred and twenty five dollars than it is to tie up two hundred and fifty. So exactly, the two hundred fifty is just it's a that's a tough uh, tough. Plus, sell. you catch a lot less flack from the from your, the better half at that rate. You know? Yeah, I mean that's <laughs> a lot of money for something cut. that's gonna sit on the shelf and <laughs> that you, you hope will will turn around. I'm I'm fine, you know, ten dollars here or there is not a yeah concern, but. Uh, $250 is a substantial amount of money. <laughs> it is. It is. Well, I'll tell you what. We'll uh, we'll discuss that. You know, we'll discuss. The and, and, then uh, we'll out. and then maybe we'll have some news for the listeners on our next, on our next I'm occasion. Sure we'll, we'll, we'll discuss this more and let you know how what we decide uh, on for this. Mm-hmm. And uh, definitely next time we'll, we'll get more into Ravnica Allegiance and really, really go through that and uh, break down that set for you. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, as always, just want to remind all the listeners, please feel free to check out mtgprofits.com, full of juicy content. And um, and also, if uh, YouTube is your jam, uh, Andy works hard to get those videos up there for you. So um, I try to post our, our, uh, our matches from Arena every week, so look up there for new stuff all the time. You know, and I will admit, even I've been bad about watching the Arena matches. Probably because I lived the arena match. But, uh, <laughs> you were there, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I probably get a pass, but um, yeah, I think the rest of you should be checking that stuff should out. Should be fine. And I know last week you you made a plea to, to to get some comments, so we're still waiting to hear from you. So yeah, absolutely, shout, shout out to us. Anything, any comments, in, in feedback. In any way, absolutely, we'd love Whichever to have media. some feedback. Yep. yep. Even just to get a sense for uh, you know who's listening to the end, you know. So. Uh, you know, please uh, give us a shout out. We'd appreciate it. We'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. I think that about wraps it up for this week's episode. And uh, as always, everybody, may uh, may your picks always be profitable. Have a great night. All right. Take it easy, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.